The latest interest rate announcement from the Bank of Canada is set for uh, this week. Wednesday's notice from the central bank will be accompanied by the release of their monetary policy report, which will include their updated uh, forecast for the economy. Now, economists are predicting an increase in the key policy rate by three-quarters of a percentage point in an effort to slow down inflation. And inflation is on the minds of uh, many right now, certainly with the price of gas uh, being as high as it is, although it's a bit cheaper compared to where it was about a month ago still. $1.83.9 in London is uh, much higher than where it was at the start of uh, the year and much higher than where it was at this time last year. Often when we talk about inflation, we talk about uh, the financial side of it for obvious reasons. Today, I want to talk about the mental side to it because it's connected, and studies have shown inflation can cause a lot of stress for people. Dr. Marcia Sirota is an author, speaker, coach, and psychiatrist, and joins us now. I appreciate the time today. Thanks for having me, Devin. On the list of things that cause us stress, where does money rank? Well, money leads directly to our sense of survival, because if we don't have enough money, we don't have the means to survive. So it's it's one of our core needs and our core fears. How does inflation figure into that? Well, of course, when the rate of, of, of prices go up and it's harder to purchase our basic necessities like food and gas... Um, our survival is at stake, and that causes a deep primal fear and stress in just about anyone who is, uh, you know, not uh, in the top 1% of society. How dangerous can fear be? Well, fear can lead us to do irrational things, and that's where we can get into trouble because a lot of times when we're under stress, we can get into addictive behavior and start indulging in excessive drinking or eating or gambling or shopping. And, of course, this will spend more money and get, dig us deeper into a financial hole. So our dysfunctional coping strategies can actually make our financial situation worse, which, of course, increases our stress and leads to this vicious circle. Can there be something like a, a fear deficit or something where you just keep building on fear? I think of, you know, the pandemic and how it's affected people differently. Some people might just be tired of being uh, scared and they're just done with everything. But some people might also have it build and build. And so with the pandemic, you almost have a perfect storm. I think these are really great questions you're asking. And I, I agree. I think some people go into denial so instead of having a realistic appraisal of the situation and trying to deal with it in a meaningful way through self-care, some people just go into complete denial, but that again can lead us to uh, ir irresponsible spending behavior. And some people become paralyzed with fear and they start to have difficulty functioning so they can have sleep difficulties, uh, difficulty concentrating and focusing, they can have low energy and motivation, they can be irritable and impatient and intolerant. So there are a lot of different ways that we can handle fear either through denial and irresponsible behavior or, or you know, becoming overwhelmed and shutting down. So we need to have a realistic appraisal and be, you know, we can be concerned and use that concern to drive more self-care and healthy behaviors. What can people do uh, to cope? 
Well, you know, I'm not going to give financial advice. That's for a different expert. But in terms of our mental health, there's a lot we can do just by tuning in on a regular basis and noticing if we're starting to feel more anxious, more stressed, and then giving ourselves what we need, whether it's time out to relax, just some simple breathing exercises to take us, you know, down off the ceiling and, uh, you know, basic things like exercise, good nutrition, making sure we get time to sleep and rest and time with loved ones, which is recharging. And also, like we talked about before, some fun, which also helps us feel good. And none of these have to cost money. So we don't have to increase our financial stress when we're engaging in self-care. What could people do to help others cope? Well, I think it's, Again, helping people who are in denial see that um, that's not a healthy way to manage. Helping people who are getting caught up in addiction because, again, that's going to create more problems. And just helping people who are anxious by, you know, directing them to the experts. So if they need financial assistance, getting that. If they need counseling or coaching, helping them with that. And just reminding people that it's okay to feel stress. We've gone through such a difficult time, and it's just getting more difficult. So if if people are having a hard time, nobody should be ashamed or embarrassed, and it's perfectly reasonable to reach out for help. In fact, everyone deserves that. That's good advice, uh, uh, Dr. Sirota. As always, I appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Devin. Have a good day. You as well. That is Dr. Marcia Sirota, author, speaker, coach, and psychiatrist.